This week's episode of the Open Ended is sponsored by no one. No one. I know, no one. But if you want to sponsor this episode or any future episodes, you can contact us at theopenendedpodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to come on board for one of our episodes. Also, if you want to give us a donation, you can do that at openended.fm slash donate or become a member to us starting at a dollar a month at patreon.com slash openended. It's the right thing to do. Hey guys, uh, it's me again. Just want to let you know that uh, we had some dirty mouths this episode. So if you have any kids in the area, you should probably take them elsewhere or listen to them when they're not in the room. Or not even just kids if you just don't like hearing language like this. Like, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. Like, what can we say? We're we're really narcissistic twenty year olds, and we like uh, we like saying curse words. <laughs> oh my so. god! <laughs> Sue us. This is Open Ended Podcast. I'm Cher Vincent. And I'm James T. Green. The fear the that fear if you miss a party or an event, you will miss out on something great. State of mental or emotional strain caused by the fear of missing out. A form of social anxiety, a a compulsive concern that one might miss on an opportunity or satisfying an event, often aroused by posting on social media websites. The intensely annoying act of being psychologically and physically compelled to open social networking or email applications at an appropriate time. To be in one location yet have an overwhelming feeling that something really great is happening elsewhere. To be in one location yet have an overwhelming feeling that something really great is happening elsewhere. I did the most this weekend. <laughs> I did the absolute complete most. And I mean, yeah, I had a great time doing it. But my God, I'm so achy. But what do you mean by doing the most? Well, as um, I previously said in the last episode of the Open Ended Podcast, if you're listening, you know what you're <laughs> listening to. Um, I went to a music festival in Eau Claire. Um, Wisconsin, and I said you Claire like eight times, and it's pronounced <laughs> Oh Claire, and I sound like a goober, but yeah, it's pronounced Oh Claire. And one of the many things I learned this past weekend, and um, another thing I learned is that Oh Claire is an actual city. It's like a college town. I thought it was like the name of the woods that Bon Iver, Justin Vernon um, wrote that album that years ago. But no, it's actually like an, a, a town with like sixty thousand people, and there's a bunch of hotels in it. It's really, it's actually a, a kind of a cool place. I mean, I would probably never go back, but um, I mean, for what it does, it's cool. It reminds me of like Naperville oh, or like man. it's very suburban, but it's a college town. So, oh. yeah, it's cool. And it's really sweet. Everybody was really friendly. But um, 
it, the festival was in like some kind of campgrounds. So there was a lot of um, a lot of woods going on. It was on the Chippewa River, and um, at one point there was a stage that was a far, far away from the other two stages, the two main stages, and you literally had to climb a hill. And yeah, it was like a fifteen minute like hike, and I was not prepared for that. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I was like, oh, so I gotta climb that big thing. <laughs> Because the map, it didn't look like it was that far. Like, oh, I can walk that. Just like, you know, like a half acre or something. And no, it was like a, an illegit, like, incline. And it was like, mother of God, it was so hot. Like, you thought it was hot last Monday? No, you don't know heat until it's like 90 degrees. It's 100% humidity. And there's like a million bodies next to you walking around. And like, oh, you're all, you, you know, in unison complaining about the fact that you're the climate hell to go see some music. <laughs> So it was, I mean, it was awesome because it was about the music. It wasn't about like the festival or trying to make you know an impression on your friends. I didn't see any hipster really out there. It was complete opposite of the other festival that I went to this weekend, which was also Pitchfork Music Festival. Um, and Pitchfork Music Festival, I have a love hate relationship with that festival. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm about to say, you just gonna you're just gonna let you flow. Yeah, I'll have a relationship with that one. Um, I always love the lineup. The lineups are wonderful, but I kind of hate what Pitchfork has become as a festival. Um, it was it's it's celebrated its ten year anniversary this this year, and uh, yeah, it used to be like this cute little festival, and now it's it's super corporate, and I mean. Yeah, they don't have any like car sponsorships or anything like that. But I don't know. It's it's not about the music anymore. It's about like being insane. Hmm. And you know, you have like a bunch of photographers taking pictures of people's you know interesting outfits, and it's not really about the fact that you're seeing really great musicians anymore. It's just about you know being the cool friend who's Instagramming this outfit you saw somebody, or oh, I saw this cool musician doing this thing. You know, not on stage, but in the crowd, not necessarily watching them perform yeah. or even watching them perform at all. Like, I don't know. It has a weird vibe. A vibe. Um, I mean, I I always go to Pitchfork just because it's kind of what you do. But um, I don't know. I always reminisce about the old days. Mm-hmm. So we can segue. I talked a lot just then, but um, we can segue into this whole episode just about FOMO. That feeling, that fear of missing out, and uh, well, I think before we kind of go into that, like yeah. we completely forgot about like the biggest news that we are moving into a weekly format. Yeah, that's true, man. Like, and we're here on a Monday that we're not scheduled to be on a Monday, so <laughs> yeah. so we apologize in advance when you get that little notification on your phone that like, oh yeah, you got some new new voices popping up in your phones. Yeah, well, not new. The off new. week. Well, kind of. Not new, but like, you know, more recent, more. So how we're going to do it now is every other week we're going to try to get a guest if we can, if we can somehow make this work. And in between those <laughs> weeks. We don't, don't strain the friendships <laughs> we already have. Yeah. And in between those weeks, uh, we're going to kick it old school, like open-ended. Uh, 1.0. 1.0. <laughs> And just have the two of us um, just kind of vamp about what it is that is really kind of not really getting under our skin, but you know, just like kind of like how the old days used to be. Yeah. So yeah, um, let's grind, we, not get, let's grinding our gears, but you know. 
yeah, we had a we had a quite a few people ask like, why don't y'all do this weekly? And like we were kind of wondering like, yeah, why don't we do this weekly? But I think like we have a good enough flow now mm. where we won't be stressed out enough, and we can do this on a weekly basis. So we're gonna give this like a trial run. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't go disastrously. <laughs> or hopefully I don't, as, I, don't, I don't ramble as much as I just did then because, geez, I touched for a while. Sorry, guys. No, no, it's okay. That's all right. It's all good. Did I mention I'm really achy? <laughs> and maybe I'm at, at like a, you know, peak share right now. No, but, it's all, it's all, right. all good. I mean, like, good news is you're sitting down. You Thank plenty, God I'm sitting down. <laughs> this is this is my euphoria. Yeah, we have plenty of water. I love sitting. <laughs> So you were talking about how you were just literally bouncing from festival to festival. Yeah. Like and just an incredible I don't know, road tripper. Just gosh, yeah. I mean, the road trip started Thursday night and we were, you know, the whole phrase scattered showers. That's a real thing. And we were like chasing the storm at one point and then the storm was chasing us. Mm. And it was intense. It was pretty much all rain the entire six hours. Mm. And um, my good friend Amanda, she um, was driving for me and another friend of ours um, to Eau Claire for the weekend, and it was it was such and go. I mean, she was a trooper. She didn't she you know didn't complain much about the rain. She just you know did you know the task at hand and was great. And she got us there safely. So uh, thank you, Amanda, for getting us there safely because you didn't have to. Um, yeah, she can be like, fuck this. I'm done. You bitches are on your own. Could have totally done that. And she didn't. So thank you for not doing that. So um, how did you go about like planning it about, out? Like, was it just somebody kind of recommended it? Um, kind thinking, of, yeah. Um, Amanda had mentioned it on Facebook. And it was one of the few times I was actually on Facebook. I think she actually tagged me into the posting. Because that's whenever I go on Facebook, someone like actually gets my attention. Because otherwise I'm not on there, really much um but yeah she tagged me in and said who wants to road trip with me in july and i was like huh that sounds like fun i like bony bear i like the woods let's try this out and i was I was hesitant because i usually go to pitchfork that weekend in july but figured i'd try something new something different and you know i hadn't seen bony bear gosh for four years Mm-hmm. So um, it was due for a chance to see him in live again, and just because I was interested in what kind of festival he would put together in this, you know, random location—not necessarily random, random to like other people—but like for him, he has roots there, and he has friends and family there. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. wasn't necessarily some place for him to. Um, it was special place. It was special place for him, so it made sense that it was there. So, and I never been to Eau Claire. I never really been to that far north in Wisconsin, and um, and stay. I've been to Minneapolis before a few times, so I've been through that kind of part of Wisconsin, but not, you know, stopping and being there for multiple days. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be a chance to just go on a road trip. I'd never been on a road trip with Amanda. I thought that would be a good opportunity to do that, and uh, I got to cover it actually for the radio station that I work for. So that was really fun. Yeah, like whenever I uh, like, especially those tagging of the post and like kind mm-hmm. of people coming up with like really good ideas like that. I don't know. It's it's kind of hard for me to figure out what it is, like if I should go or not go, because there's mm-hmm. like so many different factors. At least for me, that oh, goes totally. into like saying yes to something or saying no to sure. something. You know, like there's the thing about how much is this going to cost. Yeah, um, and that definitely was a factor. Yeah, is it? Like, how much time am I going to have to um, address mm. for this? Not only 
how much time is it going to take to get there and how much time am I going to be there, but also how much time is it going to take for me to recover? Hi, Cher. And, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and it's also weird. Like, I don't know if it's just like me, but like, I also think about, okay, what's, What's the friend group that I'm going to be hanging out? Absolutely, with while I'm there. Yeah, like, um, yeah, and I can break it down like how I even like came to the decision that I was going to go. Um, yeah, um, money was definitely a concern because um, um, I'll mention for the umpteenth time I'm moving, so um, saving money was a huge thing, and I wanted to make sure that I was on a budget and wasn't overspending. And I'm really proud of myself. Unlike my last trip, I didn't overspend. I stayed to my budget, and. Um, money is so dumb <laughs> oh, it's very it's it's not my friend so um but yeah i sit on budget i i had a number that i was trying to stay under and i did stay under even when i thought Woo-hoo. that i would you know have to spend more than i needed to i still had that little wicker room so i can actually do what i needed to do and came back you know in the black from vacation which is always a good thing but um, yeah, I was, that was money was concerned for sure, just because I wasn't sure if I could actually afford it. And since it was so close to the time that I was planning to move, I wanted to make sure I was, or even in, like at the time, I wasn't even sure I was even be in Chicago because mm-hmm. for a while I thought, oh man, do I have to like fly out of New York? Because up until March, because we bought the tickets in February, I thought I was leaving in August. And I ended up, pa- you know, pushing back the movie date until September because I didn't have to be in New York until September. So I figured there's no point of being in your collection month, you know, spending rent. I can save another month's rent at home. Sure. So I figured, okay, well, now I'm going to be in Chicago so that I can, like, you know, put a little more money into my savings and use a little less on the trip. But um, time commitment, for sure, having to make sure that I would have enough time to get off work. So saving a personal day for that, which I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the closeness of the friends. I mean, I was, I'm really close with Amanda. We've been friends a little over a year now, but like we were, we, we met, we were close immediately. Like, yeah, it was very, which is rare for me. I don't get very close to people very often. So when I, um, when I did become friends with her almost instantaneously, like I think we were kind of like giggling and making inside jokes within like the first week we were friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I would be fine if it was just her and I. And then she had another friend who I didn't really know, but I got to know on this trip, and she's great. Oh, was good. Yeah, and then once I had gotten the clearance ticket, the press pass, I had already bought a ticket, so I gave it to our mutual friend, Oksana, and she's one of my best friends. So it was four girls in a hotel room, and we're all kind of, you know, temperamental, um, calm presence. We're not too hyper. Um, so it was nice being able to, you know, coexist in that um, – in that kind of setting. Yeah, but. it's just like really interesting, especially because like when you have all these social media channels that just kind of weirdly swirl around you mm-hmm. and everyone has the same degree of access to you as, yeah. as you want. So literally anybody can tag you in a post or send you an event to go to this thing so everyone almost as we kind of talked about a few episodes back mm-hmm. about we've, that, we've referenced that, this before that uh that communication uh pyramid and like everyone has access at the same level of this pyramid sure. and like you kind of gotta filter out um the signal from the noise mm-hmm. and i don't know i think that's kind of cool that like that's how you figure out uh, um and kind of thinking about the closeness of 
the, the friends. For sure. Yeah. And like, I mean, I get posted, I get tagged in a lot of things. So like, it just also depends on the person who's tagging me as well. Mm-hmm. Just because I know that she wouldn't tag me on just anything. Cause she's, I think she has a very similar relationship to Facebook as I do. She mm-hmm. posts a little bit more often than me. Like I never post ever. I like comment or like, you know, sometimes I Facebook stalk people, like just like looking at my timeline or whatever, but I don't actually post anything on my wall. Sure. So, um, I know that she was tagging me in something that it had to be, you know, of interest. And, you know, like a lot of people who tag on me, which is essentially just spam. Mm-hmm. So that was, um, definitely something that piqued my interest. Certainly. Mm-hmm. So in your case, mm-hmm. you did say yes uh, yeah. <laughs> to this. Obviously. I said yes to the, tr- <laughs> I said yes to the dress. Um, yeah. um, so I, I kind of like really found this week's topic really interesting because um this was an event that you went to mm-hmm. um both events uh yeah like both music festivals yeah um because i'm an, I'm an idiot and, and it was an <laughs> event that i didn't go to as far as both of them but they sure. were both events where we have a lot of mutual friends that mm-hmm. went to said event um so it was like kind of interesting that we had both sides of the you're there mm-hmm. and somebody is not. Sure. So it's like somebody experiencing the the FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. Um so you're on the side of you went. Um, yeah, and so like, like um I mean like just to jump right in, um the my whole feeling of FOMO is even when you're having the you know experience there's still that FOMO Mm -hmm. it still exists I had it when I wasn't at Pitchfork the first two days um and I think that was the beauty of the Eau Claire festival was that there was no um sell your service really where I was like I couldn't like I posted I I, like recorded snapchats but I couldn't post any of them until I was back at the hotel Hmm. like I think I posted like eight or nine I like recorded them, but I pulled them all one time because I couldn't there. I got like no signal at all. Mm-hmm. And it was great though, because I was able to communicate with some of my friends, like my, like with Amanda, my friend Axon and our friend Liz trying to communicate. We like got separated from each other, mm-hmm. but um, I couldn't post anything like on Twitter or on Instagram or any of that stuff, which I think was, I was able to enjoy the festival because you couldn't even check anything online. Because I wasn't, I wasn't using my phone. It was great. Sure, I can just experience the actual event that's happening before me, mm-hmm. and not make it about, you know, Hulk. I'm doing this really cool thing. Mm-hmm. You're missing out on it. And you know, there's that weird feeling where you're like, should I even post this? Because will I will I look a dick if I do this to mm-hmm. my friends who weren't there? And I do it mostly just to remember, you know for myself that I actually saw these things because I, you know, it's coming from a, uh, like a position of privilege, but I get to go to a lot of really cool things. And sometimes I forget the cool things that I see sometimes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, that's not even, I know that's a really shitty thing to say, but that's a true statement. You know, I, 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 I think there's like no kind of way to not oh, say that um, shitty way. Yeah. But, but it's, but like, I understand where you're coming from. Right, and it's just for like it's mental purposes. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. for like I'm showing off, but it's it's mostly for me. Like when I post cool things, um, when I, when I post things that I'm doing, it's just like I'm doing this cool thing. It is 
you know, it just happens to look cool, but it's for me. Like, I love looking at, like, time hop and seeing, you know, pictures that I took from, like, two years ago. Because I completely forgot that I did those things years ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, yeah, I was feeling that thing in that moment. And um, archiving my life, I do it so I can archive it, for so I can look back at it. Not necessarily to make sure, oh, look, okay, I'm doing this awesome thing, you're missing out on it. Like, mm-hmm. And that's how I feel like FOMO is... I don't know. I, I I feel it a lot, and I felt it when I went back to the hotel room and saw like you know certain people who were at Pitchfork, or like even like the festival posting like oh this cool this cool thing happened here or like blah 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 I did that. And but that's really interesting because yeah. you're at yeah a fun event exactly, and, <laughs> and you realize you're, you're but someone's doing something cool some, there too, and why can't yeah. I be at two places in once? And it's like mm-hmm. you know you actually can't, and you have to be okay with that. Hey guys, it's me again. Um, I figured while we take a short break, I can tell you a little bit about another podcast on our lovely, friendly Chicago podcast co-op network that you might enjoy if you like open-ended. This podcast is called Friendshipping, where our pals Jen and Trin discuss friendship, particularly between ladies. They tackle the tricky stuff like, how can I make friends as an adult? How can I end a toxic friendship? And more. So look out for Friendshipping on any place where podcasts can be downloaded and not sold. And I'm sure you'll like it. So do you... So do you consider others when you talk about the event? So let's say, like... We're all hanging out in a group, okay? Let's say I'm hanging out with you and the um, three others that were there. Sure. And it's me. And it's just like the five of us. Would you bring up the festival? Um, if it comes out, if it comes up organically, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would. If it, like, if it came up organically or it's, like... It's like IRL FOMO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if it came up organically, I, I would try. I was like, I would like, hey, remember that one time we saw Bon Iver perform that awesome song? Like, just uh, completely mm-hmm. arbitrarily, no. I would try not to do that. That's interesting. Um, just because, like, that's a jackass move. Like, mm-hmm. and, I, and I admit I have probably done that at one point or another. And I instantly felt shitty about it. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck, why would I say that? That's dumb. Like, mm-hmm. no one gives a shit if I saw that. No one really cares. Okay, so erase me out of the conversation All because, right. like, I'm kind of like, I guess I could say I'm a close friend, right? <laughs> what do you like? Okay. How do you how do you how do you define close? Okay, like, anyway, <laughs> you know, I think we're like you know semi attached to the hip, but that's you know oh that's God. <laughs> yeah. I'm like your alt wife a little, <laughs> or rather your actual wife, where your wife is kind of like. <laughs> Your side piece. That's that's like you know. That's a completely different, different conversation. conversation. Um, so let's say like it was somebody around the group that wasn't as close, quote unquote, close. I still would feel you, the same would you, way. Would you still feel the same way? Yeah, because like I mean, I don't want people, and it's probably coming from a selfish perspective, but like I would want people thinking that I'm an asshole mm-hmm. who would just do that in general and, you know, judge my character on mm-hmm. the way that I act on certain experiences that I've had, just bragging for bragging's sake. Like mm-hmm. no one gives a shit in in the long run. Like, yeah, you did this cool thing, but like, you know, how does that define you as a person? Mm-hmm. And I find it really interesting because like 
as someone who was on the FOMO side mm-hmm. of it and kind of well I, I'm not I'm not wasn't creeping all of your social networks but it just <laughs> but it but it just kind of but it just kind of so happens that and, and we're, I actually we're, posted a lot of it all one time and that's the thing I don't do I usually mm-hmm. try to spread it out but like in order for me to actually post anything it all came out at one time well so that was kind of weird well it was like I realized that you posted at different frequencies to different networks. So like, for instance, I saw a good chunk of everything on Snapchat mm-hmm. and I saw the next frequency on Instagram and Twitter was like one or two yeah. things. And then Facebook, nothing. I never posted Facebook. Yeah, yeah exactly. As you said. So I'm just curious. And, and it's me kind of like thinking aloud and like hand waving right now <laughs> that, <laughs> Um, it's very, it's very I, I elegant. Wonder, I wonder if it's because with Snapchat, you see that as it's a more, uh, for lack of a better phrase, intimate mm-hmm. medium. And usually your friend group on Snapchat is at least how I use it is I don't, I have, I don't have more than like 30 people. I have there. like 10. Yeah, exactly. And your friend group on there is a lot tighter mm-hmm. versus Instagram, which for me is a little larger than that. Like I don't follow more than I think like 150 and I still need to trim that down. And then like when you get to the ones that are larger than that, like Twitter and Facebook, you were less um, uh, frequent. Yeah. So was that a was that a deliberate decision? Um. Yes and no. I mean, I posted a couple of things like just random thoughts on Twitter, like um. And also, it was weird that like the festival like retweeted it too. <laughs> like, oh, that's that, and like it was like instant. Like, oh, thirst. Okay, but shout, <laughs> out, shout out to their social media coordinator. Word, yeah, it was awesome. But, like, on she that was, brand, life. she was on it. I was like, damn, girl, all right. But um, yeah, I I posted one thing about um, the Dresner brothers. One of them who actually, um, if you're not familiar with the Dresner brothers, they're the two twins who play guitars in the band the national mm-hmm. and aaron dresner he was one of the curators of the festival this year mm. um him and his brother bryce they were supposed to perform in there was one of the stage actually the smallest stage there was four stages all together and one of the stages was in, 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 in uh, like an igloo it was like, cold like it was an actual igloo it wasn't it was like a it was like a plastic like sphere and it was Mother of God, it was a sauna. It was like being in a, in a sweat lodge. It was so fucking hot. I've never sweated that much in my entire life. I think I lost a couple of pounds. I would say your curvatures and your um, creases were just all types of slick. Yeah, I was like <laughs> folding at my folds, like sw- swapping at my folds. It was intense. It was disgusting. Yeah, I was sweating because I didn't think I could sweat. So like, it was an intense experience. And there was a box where it was a stage, kind of, it was like a 3D kind of cube, and they were performing inside of that. And we all had headphones on, so it was like a performance piece, kind of. Anyway, they canceled the set. They never showed up. And I remember before they were going to come on, I like tweeted like, oh my God, I'm like to perform, I'm going to watch the two brothers perform in a box in an igloo. What is this place? But like very little... Um, interaction with Twitter just because I was trying to actually enjoy it. And again, I wasn't getting much reception in that forest. So um, I probably would have 
posted way more if I had better access. But in hindsight, I'm kind of glad I didn't. So if I had to generalize this, Mm -hmm. your reasons for frequency were not so much (laughs) on the thoughtfulness of – and I'm not trying to do this to make you sound like a dick, which is totally not the case. But I'm just saying – your thoughtfulness in your posting frequency was not because of who you thought might be viewing it, but was more based on how much service you had. Essentially, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's just real. I mean, I, um, or rather, I wouldn't have posted all those things at one time. I probably would have been a little more sparingly with my post because um, there's stuff I didn't actually post even. Like, I'm like, oh, no, I'll keep that one. Like, there's mm-hmm. a couple pictures that I have that are just for me. Which are good to have. They're yeah. really good to have. Yeah. Um, and just being able to enjoy it um, there. So if I want to revisit that moment, I can. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I just tried to, um, yeah, I tried to keep it minimal as possible. Cool. But, yeah, on the flip side of that, though, saying no, I say no a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I say no a lot to hanging out. Um if it was my choice, I would always go home at 5.30 and be in my pajamas by 6.16, which is about roughly the time I get to home, mm-hmm. and um, you know, be in my PJs and watch SVU every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> but at some point, I do have to like, you know, interact with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, was, it was interesting to be on that side of no, particularly in this weekend. Yeah. Um, because I think the reason it particularly hit me a little harder was because I was on the side of yes, um, I want to say two years ago, mm. of this particular um, weekend of music festivals. And it talk just. Talk about the name you mentioned it a couple of times. What? Pitchfork. No, no. I mean, oh, I don't okay. have a problem naming it. Oh, it's okay. just like, I don't know. I just kept referring it to it as the music festival. And, and, and they're not sponsoring it, so whatever. Um, <laughs> they're not going to sponsor um, this. <laughs> and, um, they get so, sponsors. <laughs> um, and, but, it, but it just weirdly felt like every single person was there. And I was really feeling this like sense of, oh, man, am I really missing out on like this really great thing that er- like everyone and their mom was at, you know, like it just seemed mm-hmm. like it was like an onslaught of no matter where I turned on, um, on anything. Like I just want to read something on my Insta paper and, um, I come across like a, tr- a trending post on like the browse feature. That's like something about pitchfork or I go on Facebook and I'm, uh, just trying to clear out some stuff and then something about Pitchfork. And then going on Twitter where I talk with a lot of friends and something about Pitchfork. Or if I'm going man. on it's algorithms. <laughs> or, That's all it is. What's up? It's algorithms. I mean yeah. well, yeah. And it's like I go on Slack and then people are talking about Pitchfork. And mm. it's like and it's like that one instance where it seems like the thing that you're not going to, it seems like everybody's talking about. And then you feel that weird sense of is everyone having fun without me? As Mindy Kaling so lovingly put on her title of her first book. What'd you say? Mindy Kaling, her yeah, first book. Is that's exactly what, fun without me? That's exactly what I felt. And I've also <laughs> been in my feelings a lot because I've been watching The Office on Netflix for the oh, past like two weeks. Oh, um, so I've been in my feelings a lot. Oh. And it was just like a really, like, it was one of those weekends where yeah. 
I felt like, oh, man, everybody's having all this fun. And whenever I go hang out with them, everybody's going to be talking about this awesome moment that I saw through screens and everyone else saw there. And it was just this weird. I will stop um, you right now. And I will tell you that I saw nothing really great the, the two hours I was at Pitchfork. You don't have to try to make me feel better. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, that, I, I actually said to mental people, the person that I wanted to go see at Pitchfork this year the reason why i even like signed up for this thing that i did and busted my ass to get to chicago for was boring as fuck i was there for 15 minutes like all right this is a waste of time i want to go hang out somewhere else so um yeah i don't know it's it's on the eye of the beholder honestly what it comes down to like yeah you're getting a filtered version of what's going on. You're seeing a cool moment, but that doesn't necessarily generalize what is actually happening. They're probably hot as fuck. They're probably miserable. They're probably complaining. They probably spent way too much money. So like you're just but only fumble's getting, real though. You know what I mean? Like it's it's it's, it's, it's so a real. real feeling. It's a real it's, feeling, it, it, and I feel it all the time when I'm like like um, I think the biggest film I've ever had in recent memory was um, last year when. I think literally my entire friend circle was in Cleveland, Ohio for the weapons uh, mass creation oh last year. Yeah, and that's where I and that's where that's I was. where you went. Yeah. And my like I, I could not hang out with anybody. I was like, Hey, wanna hang out? Oh, we're in Cleveland. We're in Cleveland, Cleveland. Like, oh fuck, is everyone in Cleveland? Like did, did I miss the memo? Like everyone was there. Mm-hmm. Everyone. And and that's the weird thing. Even people about that I don't FOMO. even like Hang out that often. I was like, was going down my Rolodex, like going down like, my 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 texting me. It's like, who am I texting like a year? Hey, you're hanging out. I mean, Cleveland. Like, fuck, like no one, <laughs> no one was there in Chicago. It was like empty. I remember going to the subway, which I never went to subway, and just feeling like the loneliest person in the world. It was awful. Yeah, and that's the weird thing about FOMO. It's like it's so easy to be on one side of the oh i'm at the thing and i feel like i'm having the time of my life and then you can be on the other side and feel like oh is everyone having the time of their life and i don't know if it's more about the feeling of i'm sad that i'm not there or Mm -hmm. that feeling of i don't know what's happening and i could be missing out on something yeah i think it's that unknown that Mm -hmm. unknown feeling that black abyss that is like your imagination Mm -hmm. that you can be imagining all these scenarios and putting in trying to fit yourself into this experience that's not probably even happening. Mm-hmm. And it, it manifests itself even further to the point where, like, oh God, oh God, I'm like wasting my life away. So, yeah, I think FOMO, it's a real thing, but you have to remember that what you're, what you're getting and what you're seeing is not always the case. Yeah. And it just seems like, especially with. Um, you know with all these like tools that we have it's so easy to Mm -hmm. just kind of get wrapped up in it and then just consistently wrap yourself up in it if you really want to and if you want to feel like garbage it's so easy to feel like it's so and i think that's another Um, reason why i stopped posting on facebook for a long time too is because i was getting this very weird feeling of fomo and um you know people filter their lives you know the people especially their social media no one actually you know puts out the real shit You only get like, you know, this very fragmented aspect of people's lives. And, you know, there's only so many times you can see wedding pictures and baby pictures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's it's even weirder, like, to kind of get like hella meta right now is like, when we even think about like how we post for the show, Mm -hmm. like, we don't like it, you know, it, it just seems like, oh, we're having such a great time. But like, in reality, we 
argue like shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have days where we feel like absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, like what, 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 like, what do you post? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you want to post like, oh, man, I feel like garbage and I hate share today. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay because we have a podcast. To do. You know what I mean? And then just like, nobody wants to see that. And I guess yeah. like that kind of flows into how um, kind of perpetuating, perpetuating the FOMO machine goes. It's like nobody wants to like always post about like the garbage time they're having it this like grand event right? because that's 98 percent of the time you're a human being you're miserable so like the two percent is what everybody posts about it's like oh man i'm fucking living life to the fucking fullest this hashtag best life like <laughs> is that a real hashtag oh, hashtag best life oh absolutely I've it never is seen hashtag best life i mean i probably made that up but i'm sure it exists in the world live my best life are the kids still saying yolo or is that done i don't know i mean it's, I mean, I guess. I mean, Drake is still a thing, so like he has a tattoo on his body, right? Like, yeah. a, a, I know he's got the prairie hands. Oh my god, <laughs> that human! <laughs> <laughs> that human. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's very much that percentage that we get. We don't get the real thing, and mm-hmm. I think that's what you have to remember when you are feeling that FOMO is that. Yeah, you might miss me now, but like you also have to remember you're living life wherever you are, mm-hmm. and you have to appreciate the life that you're living yeah. in that moment. And if you don't, I would fear that more. Yeah, and there's an equality between having a grand time at a music festival and staying at home doing yoga in your apartment and eating popcorn. Mm-hmm. They're bo- if they're both things that bring joy to you at that moment they're just as important absolutely i know i had to remember that Mm -hmm. so yeah so just you know take a little time to appreciate those moments no matter where they are you know what time it is i don't know what time it is what time is it by the way it's open call time. Oh, what is open call time? I don't even know. Open call time. Open call. What was that? I don't know. It's a new one. <laughs> Trying so, some stu- new stuff out. So what are you digging this week, Cher? My baby girl, Monica. She had her 20th wedding. 20th wedding? Nope. <laughs> Definitely Ten- not wedding anniversary. <laughs> no. Um, but 20th album anniversary, her debut album, Miss Thane. Um, came out this day in 1995, and little little share Vincent was a big fan of Monica. I idolized her completely. I thought her cropped haircut was oh so cool, and I begged my mom to let me cut my hair that short. And at the time, my hair was down my back, like it touched my butt. And she, my mother was like, "Hell no, you're not doing that. Mm. Sorry." Man. But yeah, it's talk about making us feel old. I know, and. Just there's so many wonderful songs on an album, but as I got older, it was one of those albums that kind of stayed with me. Mm-hmm. Um, it got me through my adolescence, especially middle school and early high school years, when you know only Monica understood what was going on. She just got the struggle. She understood what it was be like being a girl and having feelings and really like these basic fools just didn't you know get it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Monica, she's still doing it. Um, I have watched her reality show more often than I can say. 
Um, <laughs> I, I adore her. And um, while I, you know, the whole boy is mine song, you know, I always took, I was always sided with Monica, always. I didn't even care if Monica might have had him first. As the song says, <laughs> Monica just had a flyer apartment. Just going to put that out there. She just did. Yeah. So Monica, baby girl, congratulations on 20 years being awesome. She's definitely listening. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. That'll be wonderful. Shout out to you. So uh, what about you, James? Oh, man. So what I am digging this week is food, of course. Food. And so um, my wife and I, or partner, whatever, whatever <laughs> we call each other this Oi. week. Um, we saw wifey. Oh, definitely not that. Um, <laughs> Be a romantic. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, we saw uh, the movie Trainwreck over the weekend. Oh, that's such a good and, movie. And yeah, it's a real good movie. Um, Highly recommended. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so we were like, okay, so how can we uh, save a little mo- bit money because movies out here are super expensive? Mm-hmm. Um, so we were like, all right, uh, we'll make some dinner at home. And we'll have snacks while dinner was cooking. So Sine decided on making homemade popcorn, which is good, of course. Mm -hmm. But the kicker here, which I had no idea about, was putting M&M's in your homemade popcorn. Mm. And she said she learned it from the wonderful, wonderful PBS show of the 90s, Zoom. Um, so it's oh, like two, really one, three, four, send it to Zoom. That was their zip code. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like super easy to make. So it's just like you would regularly make popcorn in the pot with oil as you normally would. But instead, when it's all done, while you're pouring the popcorn back in your bowl of choice, you pour it in layers. And at the top of each layer, you put like a nice handful of M&M's however to taste and then they just start to melt inside oh, it's so good mm-hmm. um, so it's like my new favorite treat right now yeah I usually do with Whoppers yeah which sounds even better yeah it's really <laughs> great um, I do it in the movie theater and just like let it melt in and holy mother it's um, it's a delicious unhealthy snack <laughs> which are usually the best snacks <laughs> always the best snacks <laughs> If you like what you heard on this last episode of the Open Ended Podcast, please give us a shout out on iTunes, either by rating us a five star so we can get higher in the charts or leaving a review. We really appreciate it. Until next time, keep things open ended. You know what time it is? Oh, I know what time it is. I don't know if you know what time it is. Oh, boy. It is open call time. It is open call time, That was a new one. Yeah, that was a good one. I'm not I'm not throwing in a gunshot. That's okay. I think that is where I crossed the line. It wasn't a gunshot. I was just loading up. Loading up what? Loading up the horns. You were not loading up a t-shirt. You were not loading up a t-shirt gun. Buddy. I could have. T-shirt no. guns are still in. I love t-shirt guns. No, you definitely weren't doing that. That was definitely a gun. Right, um, but Sorry. I think it's okay because we fucked up that recording. So we we're going to have again. to do that again Perfect. because our monitoring shut down. <laughs>